Hello and welcome to Healthy, Comfortable, Happy podcast. Um, we hope you are all well. Um, hello, Neil Thomas. Hello, Sash James. Um, How are you? Yeah, good. Still haven't figured out if that's calling each other by full names is a teacher thing or not. I need some clarification on that. I don't know. It's I a don't bit know. weird. It, it's a bit, sorry, that's my fault. I love yeah, it. But, hey, no, I do it the same. So, you know, Gaz, what's your opinion? Do... Um, do you hear many people calling each other by their full names? Uh, no, not often. I'm not really a full name type of person either. Um, <laughs> no. In but... fact, seeing seeing your full name, Gareth Owens, is really weird because I only really know you as Gaz. So um, I feel we need yeah. to formally formally introduce our guest this evening. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are delighted to welcome, uh, well, Gareth Owens, but he is more regularly known in pe- most of Pembrokeshire as Gaz. Um, Gaz, hello and welcome to the show. my Thank you for having us. I was going to ask you to do some full spiel in Welsh, but um, maybe we'll save it to the end. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah, I can, yeah. I yeah, I definitely don't, uh, definitely don't speak enough. So yeah, some practice is always good. Yeah, brilliant. So, um, yeah, I'm delighted to welcome uh, Gaz to the show today. And Gaz is someone that I've got to know uh, over the last, well, particularly well over the last couple of months. But um, prior to that, kind of since I moved back to Wales uh, back in July, August time, um, Gaz was working at a shop that I popped into regularly, which Gaz will explain more about in a moment. Um, And that's how we got to know each other. And then particularly over the last couple of months, um, we've got to know each other a bit more, sharing a beer, sharing a, a coffee and general chat about coffee, which you'll ex- explain more about in a moment. Um, and I really wanted him to uh, come on the show because um, I feel Gaz um, has a really incredible set of values. Um, and what's really impressive about him is, is that he sticks by those values um, in order to improve other people's lives. Um, and yeah, he'll explain a bit more about that. But I really wanted him on the show because he does a huge amount of what um, he does a huge amount for well-being for a lot of other people as well as himself. So that's where my angle is for this show. So guys, without further ado, we're going to crack into the questions. Um, and as always, we'll start with the first one, which is what does well-being mean to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, the the best way I like try and see well-being is uh, kind of similar to, I remember in, in school when we were younger, we'd have those um, eat healthy plates where they'd just be like an equal proportion of different things that you'd need to eat healthy. Um, so like, I've always tried to view that as uh, what well-being is. So a section of that might be physical well-being. Some of it might be mental. Some of it might be sort of, you know, financial um, and, and several other things that really sort of make up the full picture uh, of what well-being is um so yeah for me that that's kind of how i view it and you know i guess i break it into sections really and sometimes some might be fuller than others but if you can try and keep you know four or five really good sections of well-being going then yeah you're hopefully gonna come out on top i think i mean i I feel like you've created something there i feel like we're now going to step into the world of well-being plates and cutlery and you know it's strong. I like it. Healthy, yeah. comfortable, happy, embroidered plates. It's a way to go. You created something there, Gaz, so thanks for that. No, yeah. it's a really nice way of explaining it, and I'm sure your DT food teacher will be delighted, uh, or PE teacher, where you you know normally see that balanced plate of uh, different types of food types. Um, yeah, I, think I, I, I think that's a really nice way of explaining it. Um, I think that yeah getting that balance between everything is super important and and then subsequent subsequently guys um why is well-being so important to you um and feel free oh he's frozen oh no he's back um why is well-being so important to you i think it's the it's, it's the key to a lot of things i think for for me personally or you know i find that you know if i want to um, yeah, I kind of guess that's a, no one's really asked me that too many times actually why it's important I think it's just something that I've always ranked as being important um, back, to the, back to the food plate I guess really you know if you're not getting enough of your, your green vegetables or your carbs then you're gonna, gonna suffer in other areas long term so it's kind of a similar concept to your well-being really if you're, if you're not topping it up or not keeping on top of it then 
it's going to have a, a bit of a negative effect. So yeah, for me, I kind of try and live in a world really where there's uh, I haven't got much room for uh, blaming myself. If that makes sense, I don't want to. Mm. I want to be sort of firing off all cylinders and making sure that that I'm working at like optimum level. So for me, that's about looking after my well-being and topping up all different areas. Love it. Thank you. Great, it's a great answer. It's really good, and it's really um. I mean, you say it with like, you're so calm and chilled with the way you say it. It just feels like it's just second nature to you. Second nature. It's not something that you have to like overly think about. Like it's just part and parcel of who you are and you're just really in tune with it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's definitely taken a long time to get there. I think, you know, I kind of lived by the rules that every expert was once an amateur. So I think there's definitely been periods in my life uh, where it hasn't been as well looked after um so i think that comes with any kind of um development or any kind of growth in someone's journey that is life is learning more about themselves and being like right okay that that's really important and i need to look after it if i want to sustain long term you know so uh yeah me as a you know a bloke now in my late 20s for me to see my 30s 40s 50s 60s and you know hopefully 70s and 80s then that's kind of something that's really important for me is is my well-being great we've got another youngster on the show sass that's just put us in the shade again i mean there's a good 10 12 years between us all i think so um easy, easy, easy. never i look about 10 years older than you i reckon mate from straight <laughs> it's the mustache it is. That's it. um so guys could you kind of give us a little bit of uh i don't know a brief kind of rundown of who you are where you've come from um how you then got into the kind of entrepreneurship that you know you, you've been doing significant things for that has led you to do significant things for local communities well in in west wales initially and then subsequently moving you know further east towards the cardiff area um can you just kind of give us a kind of bit of a, a life story i guess and then sas and i will chip in with some questions along the way uh yeah sure so uh, i pretty much would say i'm i'm a pembrokeshire a Pembrokeshire lad, my dad, dad's from down here. And even though we like moved around a touch when we were, you know, younger, um, kind of found ourselves back in, in Pembrokeshire, maybe 14 or 15. So, um, yeah, kind of finished school here. Um, and, you know, it was, was classic, you know, into, into all things like rugby, uh, all of that stuff. So got stuck into that and then, yeah, pretty much straight after school, um, decided I wanted to, um, not go to university and, go and do some travel and it was you know kind of parents pushed me in that direction to go and get some life experience and get out there and uh yeah spent a couple of years overseas um and then ended up coming back to Pembrokeshire um and yeah kind of um just got stuck into life uh, life down there really um and yeah if I'm honest with you it was a it was a pretty tough period in time I guess moving home from what, being overseas for quite a little while, living in cities, kind of experiencing different things and then coming back to quite a um, quite a small part of the world, I guess. You know, there's, um, it's, it's beautiful, but it is, um, you know, kind of end, of end of the line stuff, you know, once you get to sort of St. David's, the next stop is is the sea and over to Ireland, you know. So, um, yeah, I kind of found that quite difficult, transitioning back. Um, kind of found myself, you know, struggling for work as well at, at that period in time. Um it was just a strange time to move home. It wasn't really much sort of seasonal stuff going on. So, um, yeah, decided um, to, to basically um, set myself a bit of a challenge, really, not because I was bored or whatnot. You know, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to as well. But, um, yeah, decided I was going to spend a week just hitchhiking, um, seeing my own sort of country, um, which I hadn't lived in for a good couple of years and, uh, and thought it'd be a, a cool idea to go off and um, hitchhike and try and raise some money at the same time for a cause that I thought would be a, a worthwhile um, charity. So, yeah, kind of set myself that, that challenge to go off and thumb lifts all around Wales and try and meet some people. And, and I guess at the same time, try and like raise the uh, raise some awareness, I guess, of like mental health, especially in, in youngsters. Um, you know, I'd kind of, you know, be lying if I said, you know, there was times at moving home that I didn't find it really difficult with, um, yeah, kind of being a, being a young fella, I guess, at the time, and coming back from all of that. So wanted to, uh, yeah, I guess wanted to, like, 
reach out to mates, but not directly reach out. You know, I kind of felt like traveling on the country would be a uh, good idea to, um, I guess, like catch up with our friends, meet a few new people, get stuck in. And um, yeah, kind of went from that and yeah, decided I was going to sell some t-shirts as well. And yeah, subsequently then just kind of found myself meeting a lot more people. And when I came back to Pembrokeshire, then sort of got involved with the rugby clubs and or the rugby club, Halford West. Um, and yeah, kind of struggling. I feel like I'm rambling a bit here, but then yeah, went on to, you know, basically, um, you know, as part of, you know, raising some funds, I decided I was going to print some sort of pretty naff knockoff t-shirts to, you know, instead of just asking people to donate some money, I thought, you know, it'd be a cool idea with it being, um, you know, based around mental health. It'd be a great idea to make some t-shirts to, I guess, like get people talking. And if someone saw a t-shirt, they'd be like, oh, you know, what does that mean? And what's that? And so forth. And um, yeah, kind of went a wee bit better than, what better than planned and sold a few t-shirts. And then like as a result of that, met, met sort of three really good fellas that I kind of partially knew beforehand, but hadn't really kept in touch with too much. And um, yeah, just, just slowly found myself getting, getting involved with the sort of people locally and uh, yeah, getting stuck back in then. Um, and right. then yeah, I guess from... And then what... So if I can just kind of uh, drag it back a little. So um, mm. when you say hitchhike around Wales, how, how did that work? Like what, what was it? Thought you just kind of stood on the side of the fish guard road and away to go? Or what was the crap? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, kind of packed like a one of those sort of travel bags and put a few sort of snack bars and a couple of cans of beer in it and some clothes for the week and just thought oh, it would be a good idea just to head off and see where it takes me and planned a route and, you know, shared it online, you know, to try and raise some, uh, raise some money, but probably as well, like let people know where I was and stuff like that. You know, it was a, you know, a few people thought it was a bit mad, but it just thought it was a good way to just raise some money and something a bit different, you know? And then and um, how did you, sorry. No, no sorry, guys, that's cool. How did, how did you find the experience? Like how did people react to you doing something like hitchhiking? Cause I suppose in the UK it's, not always something like nowadays it's not something that's deemed of that you would do unless you really really had to there's places in the world where people that's will cool. quite happily jump into a stranger's car or on the on their bike or anything but in the UK like how did people react to you and how would how were those individuals that like willingly like said yeah come on in yeah I mean the first time first time I did it back in 2016 uh, in the UK it was uh kind of didn't think about it too much you know I kind of think it was one of those ones where it was only when I sort of finished I was like oh that could have been pretty dangerous I could have been uh, you know, a little bit out there but yeah a lot of the people that picked us up were generally people that had um you know had hitchhiked previously I guess when they were younger okay. and kind of stopped and thought it'd be a good idea or you know people were just kind of you know curious and you know obviously a lot of people just drive past you and flick the bird and they're just like nah see you later but yeah the people who did stop were really nice and then you know obviously chatting to people in the car then and kind of saying oh you know look I'm just on a bit of a trip just to try and raise some money and you know try and reach out to a few mates and keep in touch it was you know kind of well well received then you know and uh you know I think the biggest thing from the the first year that I, I did it solo was uh obviously like I got in the car and started speaking to people and so many people kind of had a story based around like mental health especially in like young fellas um so that was quite interesting really to jump in a car and say you know look I'm doing this for this and this you know and I had like a little charitable part and a few t-shirts I was trying to sell as well and uh yeah kind of everyone who kind of had uh, a story to relate I guess you know and say you know they either knew someone at school or they you know had a family member or a friend of a friend and something so um yeah I kind of felt like I definitely left the week kind of reflecting on uh um it's just how many people it did, like or oh, it affects and sort of mm. I guess that's like probably then what like subconsciously kind of spurred me on a bit to kind of think of the bigger picture maybe and like really sort of call it going you know I mean in, incredible right that you you get into the car with a stranger you've never met and all of a sudden you're having a conversation regarding mental health that maybe they haven't spoken to about their closest friends and family members yet because of the bravery maybe of you like hitchhiking and doing this incredible like journey they're like 
feel like there's a connection and that whole conversation starts to flow. I just think there's something really magical about that. I think so, yeah. And I think, you know, vice, vice versa on the other side of the coin, really, for like sort of my friends who were kind of maybe at home or keeping tabs on me, it was kind of like, you know, before you knew it, like, you know, my friend one might say to friend two, you know, look, have you seen what Gaz has done? And then before you know it, then you've kind of given them a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a vessel to start a conversation, do you know what I mean? Kind of, if I talk about me doing that, they might subconsciously then have a have a wee little chat about mental health and it might sort of just be a bit of an icebreaker for someone to open up to someone else, you know? So kind of coming home, I felt like that was the cool thing, you know? I was like, oh, you know, if, you know, two mates of mine have spoken about me and kind of kept in touch as to where I'm at, then, you know, you never know. They might actually decide that at one point they're ready to chat to each other or, or reach out. And yeah, so I was kind of definitely trying to, um, you know, wanted to wanted to get a bit of a message out there, but kind of as well, you know, wanted to kind of be a bit of a, a vessel for a conversation starter. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's beautifully subtle. It's just really, it's just a lovely, it just seems like a very lovely way of doing it. So, um, like, an amazing start, an amazing start, right? Neil, sorry, do you have any more questions? I'm already blown away, right? This is great. <laughs> no, so, yeah, and um so then obviously well you finish you finish your week obviously you mentioned you come back you meet the three other lads so uh kind of what was next obviously that's where the setup of the of the shop started was it and and then the idea to sell coffee and and clothing as well or am i jumping the gun uh, no no so it was a a bit before that again so kind of uh you know through old mates sort of you know were sort of jumped into like the rugby scene you know a few people were kind of like oh you know look i didn't realize you were back living here you should you know, come up the rugby club and, and maybe join in and, you know, met met a couple of sort of people up there and rekindled sort of some old friendships. And, uh, yeah, we kind of um, went down and had a, a couple of beers in Little Haven uh, one evening with mate of mine, Wilson, and, and kind of Noah, who I'd met through his brother at the time, and uh, yeah, a fellow called Tom, or Doily as he's known as. Um, used to sort of play rugby with him years ago and, uh, and we were all having some beers and, Kind of a few other people were there and just sort of, you know, jokingly kind of, you know, was introduced as Get Gaza Lift by, by a couple of other people and they were laughing and they were like, you know, yeah, I've, I saw the thing. And, uh, and we were just chatting, sort of us, us three guys, sort of me, me Wilson, uh, Noah and Doily. And I kind of said, I was like, oh, you know, if I, I'd be keen to do another one and you guys should maybe come along, that'd be a bit of a laugh. You know, we'll call it Get the Boys Lift and, you know, kind of just see what happens. And um, yeah, sort of woke up the next morning messaged them all and I was like all oh, right that was that was definitely more than a drunken uh a drunken chat I was like if you boys are keen I'll um yeah kind of maybe have a look at getting some plans together and, and maybe you guys can we can do something fun you know and uh yeah just kind of chipped away at it over the next couple of weeks then so I was sort of um started fleshing obviously I've made merchandise uh for a get guys a lift trip so started sort of fleshing out some ideas and and had them made up and you know slapped them on a on a hoodie and sent some samples to the boys and kind of said, you know, like if you're in kind of thinking about doing it this date and uh, yeah, kind of had a hoodie, uh, hoodie t-shirt and a vest mocked up and kind of, you know, was like, oh, it'd be cool to do a couple of options if people don't just want to buy a t-shirt or, you know, whatnot. And um, yeah, at the, at the time I was working, uh, working in Bluestone uh, and a, a friend of mine at the time, uh, kind of was working in the uh, IT department and was like, oh, I could help you set up like a really basic web store if you want. So you don't have to just take direct messages of orders and people, you can just put the picture up and people click and buy and you just send them the item if you've got it. And uh, So yeah, he kind of helped us set up a very, very basic website and you know, we did the did the whole promo push. And uh, yeah, that year then the, um, the four of us like went off in like a bit of a rat race style, you know, so we kind of thought that was a pretty good idea to get sort of people from different parts of Pembrokeshire involved, you know, and obviously, you know, Doyle was living down in Pembroke Docks. So that was awesome for the Pembroke Dock community, you know, sort of, um, you know, Wilson was sort of Little Haven, but I like, had a lot of, um, a lot of his connections through work and, and whatnot and, and same as like myself and Noah really. So it was a good way to um, sort of spread the message, if you like. Mm. Um and yeah, obviously, like having a website as well, then it was kind of like a lot easier for people to sponsor and people to buy merchandise and stuff. So I remember kind of coming home from the trip and seeing that we'd sold something like 30 or 35 hoodies and was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to get these made. You know, we haven't got them, we've oversold. And 
um, yeah, kind of kind of went from there really, and um, yeah, it kind of just became addictive. I think, if I'm honest with you, like just kind of having people to say, you know, what an awesome job, and uh, we had a mate who like lent us all GoPros each and put like a little after movie together, and um, fun. Yeah, went up uh, went up like one of the local pubs. I think when we got home and just did like a fun little charity evening, like you know, put a uh, put like a raffle on, and you know, had a you know just a unlimited amount of plays on the jukebox and just you know a real good time and uh yeah it was just awesome to kind of have so many other people just all in the same room just because of you know what you and a, a couple of friends were doing um doing at the time you know to kind of promote a message and that's the you know that's the kind of it's kind of not cheesy but I kind of feel like uh, sort of people are talking a lot more about mental health and well-being at the time uh, or at now sorry but like I kind of feel even like 2016 2017 like there was there was not a lot going on do you know what I mean it was kind of like uh kind of felt like we were like quite early doors in terms of like pushing the message out there mm. um you know I think I remember I think it was maybe even like the winter after I think like Prince Harry launched his heads together scheme and it was you know well for us, we were like, oh, we were we were talking about this like 18 months ago, you know, we were pushing it out there and stuff. And, you know, now we're seeing stuff come forward. So, yeah, that was that was really sort of early doors, but was, uh, yeah, kind of just, yeah, addictive, I guess, to see so many people getting involved and so many people mourning in on kind of stuff that, you I mean, know, kind of always, very, yeah, very cool. Forward, you know? It's very cool that it's like it's set up. Um, I mean, by by a group of guys right I mean that's yeah. really forward thinking it's very proactive it's um uh and and I think that for me is a really unique selling point to everything that you've done and Gaz I don't know um if you want to share with us but um the charity that you were raising money for who who were you working for there uh yeah so we started off uh, well when I sort of first set off by myself, it was a charity called Papyrus, uh, who specialised in, you know, or specifically, I guess, then worked around um, youth suicide prevention. So that was, you know, just anyone under the age of 35. Um, and then the year after then, uh, we did some stuff uh, for them again, but also Mind in Pembrokeshire. I just kind of thought it was pretty cool to, like, find a Pembrokeshire-based group to, um, you know sort of put some money towards uh, and then the following year after that we uh, we did another trip um, which we split the funds between uh, the DPJ Foundation um, who specifically uh, sort of work in sort of the agricultural section or agricultural sector focusing around mental health um, and then the VC Gallery then uh, which sort of is you know veterans in the community um, but you know it's a it's an art gallery it's art workshops it's sort of a, you know sort of creative avenue for people who are needing that you know or maybe missing that sort of social hub so yeah that was that was pretty special to like start doing stuff for Pembrokeshire um incredible sort of groups you know I mean so like at this point like it's gone now just from you single-handedly just like doing a week trip making some t-shirts raising some money and then year on year it's growing um where does your where does your story go next after that? Um, so yeah, I decided obviously you know it was myself who was sort of behind the uh, like the merchandise and the websites and a lot of the pushing it. Um, so I kind of decided to keep the um, keep the website open and not close it off. So I kind of thought you know it'd be interesting to see if people um, you know if I still post stuff regularly on the uh, on the account and whether I still do stuff whether people will buy into it. Um, so kind of you know mocked up some new designs and put them out there and yeah before I kind of knew it then people were you know not in in the numbers that they they potentially are now but you know people were still interested and wanted to sort of buy some merchandise sort of long after um sort of long after the event as such mm. um and kind of yeah between sort of you know the back end of 2017 and early 2018 uh, kind of just you know saw you know a handful of orders go through quite a few people who are interested sort of message the page um and you know i think as well subconsciously i found quite a few people messaging the the page i was running at the time kind of like asking for support or like i guess guidance on where to go to get support uh, which was like quite overwhelming at the time you know, but, you know sort of being quite young and kind of uh you know like i guess quite a few people maybe didn't know it was me running the page and were messaging and you know, it was people that i maybe subconsciously knew and um yeah it was just in a, in a bit of a situation really where I was oh there's 
maybe a need for kind of this page, I guess, you know, as being a bit of a signposting hub. Um, so, you know, I was able to like sign people, post people on to uh, like the, the charitable groups that we'd raised money for, you know. Um, yeah, and then in 2018, decided to do another trip. Um, and one of the fellas initially couldn't make it. Um, so, yeah, we asked uh, another another guy, which was Greg at the time, who I was living with, to jump in. Uh, and obviously, you know, he was pretty chuffed because, um, you know, he'd been around. So I'd been living with him for a bit. And, you know, he's a pretty fun guy, pretty pretty into things. And uh, and then, yeah, kind of as well, we, uh, we had a guy called Ryan jump on board. Um, sort of kind of last minute as a bit of a sort of step in, but kind of, you know, is very well known in Halford West. So kind of brought, um, you know, brought a lot of people, I guess, sort of, you know, his big family, sort of a lot of people jumped on board and followed it. And um, yeah, did a, did a trip around the UK that time then. Um, so yeah, instead of just doing Wales, decided we were going to do all, um, all five capital cities. So sort of went, you know, from Pembrokeshire to Cardiff, London, Edinburgh, Belfast, Dublin, and then home no way yeah yeah so kind of you know put in like a little voting system where people could vote for who they wanted to go first um just created sort of like live trackers on on i think it was the snapchat maps feature at the time so people could kind of see who was leading who was who was where um and yeah i guess that was kind of what really um like blew it up i guess you know like sort of it went pretty big a lot of people heard about it sort of local and national news sort of picked it up and uh yeah i remember coming home from that trip just kind of felt like i'd just been drinking beer for a week flat out and kind of um yeah home was kind of felt very different to when i'd left if that made sense like i yeah. kind of feel for like the first year or two uh, it was like friends had heard about it and it was all sort of chatted about in those circles and kind of people saying yeah like that was funny that was awesome and then it kind of um, yeah, I got to the point where, like, I remember we got home and the website had, like, in excess of, like, 130-odd orders. Uh, I'll make Cameron at the time. I'd been trying to keep up with it, but couldn't. Um, and then it got to the point then where, like, you kind of, like, noticed that people were looking at you in the supermarket because they were like, oh, yeah, I've seen your face on the news and <laughs> seen, seen people sharing, you know, I think, you know, one of the, yeah, you know, I think one of the post, re like, you know, we shared a, a, a picture of us all leaving or maybe outside a pub in um pub in Belfast and I think you know on Facebook it shows you the reach of people that had seen it and I think it had been seen by you know close to 200,000 people and it was like wow. oh, this is, yeah small town small town fame at the time amazing and how long did this take how long was the trip I mean sorry just to get into the trip like did you do it? Were you all together or were you like was it like a race of and to see which yeah, yeah, that was the concept, was kind of like a rat race style, you know, so yeah. people would keep sort of keep interested, keep involved, keep watching, kind of see, you know, over the, it took us about five days in total, but they'd kind of, you know, people would sort of see who was at what checkpoint first. And obviously, um, I guess for like a bit more publicity, people were able to help out in different places. People would yeah. share it and say, you know, look, friends in Belfast, friends in Edinburgh, keep an eye out for these guys, if anyone can help, you know, and it was, yeah, kind of, kind of all, all brought people together, really. I mean that is such a it's a, such a fun like another it's another community thing, isn't it? Like mm. pulling people in from all over the UK and making people aware and creating conversations. So very cool, very cool indeed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess from that then, kind of um, yeah, it kind of felt like it was it was pretty big, and and you know the merchandise was no longer on and off, and it was it was selling out, it was reprinting it, it was. Um, yeah, getting getting pretty hectic really to the point where like I had to take it. It was it was in my bedroom flat for quite a long time. Um, so fortunately, like managed to find a space uh, with a, a community interest company called Value Independence, who let me sort of have a small little corner in their building and a little key fob to go in whenever. Uh, so I'd kind of pop in after work and just pack some orders, send them out. And then um, yeah, it kind of got to the point where it got pretty stressful, if I'm honest with you, for for myself, where I'd be um, like sort of packing t-shirts pretty late at night just to try and get them all packed up and done and labelled. And um, we were running out of merchandise, and I was sort of at that time kind of was hanging out with a mate Jack who I'd met um, 
met through his girlfriend who I used to work with um, and was kind of helping him in my spare time sort of wash screens to make t-shirts and would kind of skive off work for a couple of hours in the day just to try and help him with the volume of stuff that we were selling yeah um, and then yeah I guess I just overnight really decided I was like oh this is way too much to be doing in my spare time I should maybe try and get like a small little um, retail space and it'd be cool to maybe try and just open a open a small little shop and um just you know it can be a place to store clothes and if people wanted to call by to pick their stuff up we could put a coffee machine in and kind of flash that idea out really and uh yeah kind of before I knew it and someone had come forward and was like you know look I've got a shop space you can rent and um you know kind of mentioned to the guys initially that I was looking at doing it and uh I think at the time sort of everyone was in quite different situations um you know, so Will, who, who was, travels with work quite a bit, I think Noah was pretty pretty hectic. Tom was, uh, he was caught up with another job. And I think as well, you know, the same for Greg and Ryan at the time. You know, I think Greg just had a job promotion with work, so was focusing on that. And I think Ryan had just started a, a new job as well, I think, and was kind of just finding his feet on that. So, yeah, to start with for a little while, just was kind of head down, really balancing work and, and chipping away at that. Um, and then, yeah, kind of, I guess, yeah, decided as the store would open, it would be, uh, it would be pretty cool to actually set it up as a, as a sort of espresso bar coffee shop where people could just swing on in and, uh, yeah, I guess like have, um, access to speak to people if they needed to. So kind of came up with sort of the idea or the concept that it would be like a drop in. So you could just drop in, grab a coffee, do some shopping and, uh, say if we needed to make that first interaction you could um and it could be like a positive experience rather than maybe going to like a and e and asking to see a doctor or going to the gp you know kind of based it around the concept that you know if your local coffee shop was also your kind of point of reference that would that would maybe be a lot easier um and then yeah kind of sort of around the christmas time then really sort of you know greg and i caught up and mentioned how sort of you know how the shop was coming on and you know I kind of said look it's taking shape but it's it's pretty busy it's pretty hectic I'm kind of skiving off work enough as it is and kind of pulling some some late nights and he was pretty keen to to get involved on a more serious level um so yeah he kind of you know agreed that he'd maybe you know finish up his his job with work and, and sort of jump on board then in the new year and, and really push things forward with me and you know, sort of slowly after that, you know, Ryan kind of, you know, mentioned, oh, he'd like to sort of, well, not like to, we kind of, you know, asked Ryan what his work situation was and and he was doing doing more and more. And then it's the point where we were like, oh, we need to maybe take this seriously and sort of create a, um, like a limited company and, and turn it into a community interest company. Okay, so exciting times. So this project, this little project started to grow and grow um, mm-hmm. and people got on board with it um which is amazing and this was the birth of um well it's called our place isn't it yeah. Yeah, so um it. yeah just keep telling us about this amazing concept that you came up with where people could informally start that conversation going when if they needed it yeah well i mean the uh like i guess the the concept behind it um yeah kind of i pushed pretty hard on it really that it would be um like a coffee place first and foremost i kind of feel like uh if you were like like my reasoning not my reasoning but like my point behind it was that um you know if you were seen coming out of like a sti clinic then it would kind of be pretty obvious as to what you've been doing in there whereas i kind of um you know kind of with with my sort of coffee uh preferences i guess it's kind of like look let's put great coffee in there um, and it's a place for people to go to grab some merchandise as well, which is maybe sort of up and coming in terms of a brand sense. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you're seen walking out of there, you don't kind of feel strange about it because you're like, oh, I've been in there because that's my local spot to grab a coffee because it's the best place in town. Or, um, you know, it's a cool little independent store that's selling some sort of skate or, or surf-like merch, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the concept, really. So the sort of the, the mental health side of things would just be a case of, you know, it's just there if you want it, you know. And that would often be the case as people would maybe wander in, grab a coffee. And, yeah, I kind of think if everyone's local coffee shop down the road also doubled up as a, a space for counselling or a space to speak to someone about drug and alcohol use, then I think the coffee industry would be a pretty cool place, well, an even cooler place to be involved with, you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's 
such a clever idea, right? Because people go, you know, to coffee shops to either they go and work there, they either go there for a break, um, but to be able to catch up, yeah. But to be able to go there and feel like it's a safe place and it's not like you're not you're not being stamped, are you? Like, yeah, like you said, like someone's coming out of an STI clinic, people are like, oh, we know what's happened there, you know? Yeah. It's just a very um, like a neutral ground, isn't it? A safe, a safe place. You, our place is a safe place. Um, yeah. So, what did you, what did you have there? Who did you have there? Was it a case of people talking to one another, or did you like actually have formal uh, trained counsellors or people who were just interested in talking about mental health? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we, uh, so myself and and Greg as well used to uh, work for the local council, local authority. And uh, we kind of, uh, on, on the last day of work, went about hiring um, like one of the big meeting rooms and kind of just went through the address book and just kind of invited, you know, people who were involved in social services, people who were involved with the local police, sort of all these people who were kind of involved with, you know, the bigger picture for us and kind of held a meeting and said, you know, look, we're going to, um, you know, open up, a, open up a space. And um, yeah, it's basically going to have a, a drop-in schedule where, you know, Monday there'll be a counsellor, Tuesday we're going to have a drug and alcohol worker, Wednesday we'll have someone from housing support so it can kind of become a bit of a community hub, which is mm-hmm. what we've lost in essence for a lot of people, you know, we've lost like sort of, you know, the, the youth youth centres, youth hubs, and we've lost that then with a lot of, you know, you know, I know years ago and stuff, you'd have the pubs and so forth, but they would be local places that people could kind of just go and hang out and um so yeah, kind of went about that really and just hoped that people would come forward and be like, yeah, I'm keen to keen to do some work with you guys here, keen to work from me, but also be available if people want to drop in. So, you know, for us, we'd, you know, share that schedule each week and say, you know, look, Tuesday, Thursday, counsellor, Wednesday, a drug and alcohol worker. And if, if someone wanted to drop in on those hours, it would be a case of, you know, they could have an initial 20 minutes or so, introduce themselves and then kind of go from there really. And uh you know, when we started, we initially thought it would be a case of people just dropping in and kind of saying, you know, look, hey, I could maybe do with just a sort of debrief or maybe unloading some stuff. And mm. one of the counsellors, uh, Linda, who was volunteering with us at the time, kind of said, you know, look, this is a bit more serious than what I first thought. You know, there's a lot of people coming in who'd maybe been turned away by the NHS or maybe hadn't met sort of criteria. Um And so, yeah, we sort of applied for some funding and up the ante with fundraising to try and get some get some money for, towards sort of counselling hours, um, which has kind of then grown to um, kind of, you know, if you drop in and ask for a hand, you can do that initial catch up. And then from there, then, you know, you can arrange to to meet with one of our counsellors either via Zoom or sort of face to, well, hopefully face to face soon. And uh, yeah, kind of have as much or as little counselling support as you need, which is uh, you know pretty cool that, that, you know, the company or, you know, the non-profit is able to facilitate that. And from a, you know, I, I, I might have read something about it but years ago and, and found it interesting about what you and, and the other boys were doing it, give the boys a lift. Um, but I have to say that when I first, I, I can't remember if you were first open in July, maybe it was shut because of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Took a little while anyway until I actually got to come into the shop. But the environment that you walk into like with yourself, Evs, Greg, Jake, Steve, whoever whoever is behind the counter serving the coffee, like is just super welcoming. It doesn't matter. Like I was new to the air, but just the way you boys strike up a conversation, like, well, certainly as a male, like it, it's just welcoming. Like, and and they and you pitch it absolutely right. I think it's just the your personalities, uh, you know, you, you are all very comfortable in doing that. And the conversation that you had, like you can speak as much as you want, or you can just get have a coffee. Like, but that that environment, that that um, ability for a customer to feel comfortable, is immediate when you walk in through the doors. It's like, hiya, how you doing? What can I get you? And then it rolls into a conversation. Oh, you know, I I remember you know speaking to you for the first time, guys. You know, I just said. Uh, Neil, new, come from Doha, all the rest of it. But, you know, you were genuinely interested about me. So 
of course then you talk and and i think you know a huge hats off to you and and the rest of the boys at give the boys a lift because you've created an environment that is incredibly welcoming to everybody um male female um young old um and then on top of that you can get the services if you want like you gave me straight away like the little pack of leaflets with the information on you know it wasn't you know the first time i went there but certainly when i asked what you were doing and how you did it you were like oh have a read of that like and it's yeah. just a super nice environment on, on top of that spectacular coffee like i'm not a massive coffee drinker but it's certainly the best in half west that's a fact um and and certainly in most of west wales so you know it's just just a fantastic one idea incredible to hear where it's come from um, and it's provided a massive service for so many people, um, you know, in Hanford West and Pembrokeshire. Um, and, and, you know, it's amazing, guys. Uh, hats off to you and, and the rest of the boys for setting up that environment. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, hopefully sort of, you know, long, uh, long may it continue, you know. I think it's, uh, you know, obviously with uh, the lockdowns lifting and stuff, it kind of seems that the, uh, the, the company, the organisation is kind of doing really well and you know, that's um, testimony really to the guys that are running it and, you know, like you said, sort of being so welcoming and there's a lot of good heads in the room and you know, a lot of people sort of work hard and, and put others first. So, um, yeah, kind of, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's got the core foundations to only succeed. So that's, uh, that's cool, you know, and that was, a, that was a big reason in wanting to leave, do you know what I mean? is because it had all the foundations to kind of say, you know, look, the... Uh, the bricks are solid and, and now's the right time to go and just do something a, a wee bit different and yeah, kind of roll out really. And, and, and so uh, let's expand on that. So second chance caravan. I mean, if, if any, you know, anyone listening, get onto the Instagram account. It's an incredible story. Great pictures telling exactly everything that you've done, but yeah, maybe run us through that guys, kind of where the idea came from and, you know, how it's kind of moved into what you're doing now. Uh, yes, of course. So my uh, my background, I've done done a couple of couple of jobs, but I think one of the most enjoyable things was uh, I worked for the Youth Justice Board. Uh, so I worked with um, you know the youth offending team, sort of focused on sort of young offenders. So primarily sort of young fellows who'd got themselves into trouble and maybe needed someone to be an appropriate adult, maybe someone to work through a referral order. Um, you know, sort of maybe attend court with someone if if their parents weren't and kind of. Yeah, I guess be a bit of a bit of voice and sort of try and help out those who maybe had not the best start. So that was, uh, yeah, it was probably one of the most enjoyable roles. Kind of, you know, wanted to. I've been thinking for quite a while of, of doing something like that. But um, yeah, I'm also someone who likes to, uh, I guess, like run my own clock. Like to travel a lot. Like to, you know, do my own thing. And uh, you know, kind of with get the boys lift. I I had 25 percent of it. So there was, uh, you know, four four of us involved and you know, despite founding it and running it for a couple of years, I don't want to say solo, but, you know, primarily sort of, you know, on my own and in the background, especially until sort of, you know, Greg and Evs, um, you know, got involved. It was a, a lot of work on the merchandise side of things. Um, and so, yeah, kind of, you know, wanted to be sort of a hundred percent in control really of when I worked and, and what I did, did for work and, and how that went about. And uh, yeah, kind of just decided that the time was right to kind of say, well, you know, look, the, foundations are here you know you've got you know three really good people running it and a couple of well a couple you know some some awesome members of staff and counsellors and uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna have a go at doing my own thing 100% and uh seeing how it goes so yeah kind of um I've been looking at you know quite like old stuff if I'm honest with you whether it be sort of cars or motorbikes and kind of you know upkeeping them or upcycling a bit and uh yeah, sort of found this found this old caravan on Facebook Marketplace, and um, yeah, kind of thought it'd be a pretty pretty cool idea to try and give it a lick of paint in the lockdown, and maybe turn it into like sort of a bit of a mobile coffee bar, but kind of maybe something to sort of get myself on the road a bit when things open up, and try and um, yeah, try and use it as like a bit of a mobile training hub, really, and then kind of as more and more time went on, sort of expanded on the ideas of maybe going back into sort of you know focusing on um, you know, maybe sort of people who've got criminal records and maybe have not the best start at life. Maybe sort of, uh, you know, my youngest brother is, you know, he's autistic. Um, so, you know, kind of growing up with that, it's always been a pretty interesting experience in terms of some of the opportunities that he 
has not only like had, but maybe also maybe not been able to access because of having a, a label of, of being autistic. Mm. Um, and, you know, primarily focusing maybe about those who've gone from, you know, maybe an asylum seeker status to a refugee status and kind of, you know, how to, how do I bridge the gap between that and kind of, um, you know, wanted to continue, I guess, to use coffee as a bit of a vessel for change and trying to, you know, drive that through the things that I like, um, you know, which is your traveling, hitting the road, meeting new people, getting to new places and making coffee, chatting to people and it can, can do a lot. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment, really kind of a couple of months into launching. Um, it's not the, not the best time to throw in a steady job <laughs> that old and, and go off in a caravan, but, um, yeah, kind of so far so good really having a, you know, a good time, but frustrated, I guess, by uh, the social distancing situation at the moment. You know, that's probably been the biggest barrier to actually getting involved and working with people. Um, you know, as you can imagine, um, sort of running risk assessments when you kind of have to be in quite a close proximity. Uh, coffee sort of isn't really something you can step back and watch from afar. You know, it is quite hands-on. It's, you know, technique with milk. It's health and safety is a tight space. But, um, yeah, kind of hoping end of the month now these will be start of June now so hopefully sort of we've got two three weeks until they start sort of lifting um, restrictions and I can hopefully sort of start sort of getting people booked in and hopefully you know dedicate a couple of days a week to working and, and making coffee and pitches and a couple of days then sort of focused on training and putting people through uh, yeah I guess a, a form of accredited training um, so you know they'll leave with a bit of a workbook leave with a, a I guess a job reference, a certificate, and also sort of going to put them through the level two food hygiene as well. Then as a as a sort of give back. So, you know, hopefully maybe if someone does have a criminal record but goes into a, a job interview and says, you know, look, I kind of have messed up, but pre go into this job interview with you know another said coffee shop, they can say, look, I've spent two days off my own back and paid working with this guy and you know, learning about machinery, learning about customer service, learning about sort of the health and safety. I've, you know, got my level two, which means I'm safe to start whenever. And yeah, hopefully sort of just, you know, bridge the gap there, I guess. And yeah, for me, long-term, I think it'd be pretty cool to, you know, eventually get my own space and be in a position to maybe offer people an avenue of work, whether it be short or long-term and you know, kind of have a, have a place that's maybe run by people that haven't had the best start, but kind of have had a, a solid arm put around them and said, you know, look, I'll take a chance on you and kind of roll from there, you know? Um, I mean, but- what a vision, what, what, what an incredible vision. And I think more than ever in particularly after um, what's happened globally, um, we need to reach out more. I think that's a definite thing. We do need to reach out to people. People have struggled. People may have made mistakes um and it's in it's it's so great to hear that you're saying no come on it doesn't it right so they've messed up does that mean that that's it as they tarnish for life and you're like no and you're giving this wonderful opportunity um and just to reiterate it's called second chance caravan um which is fantastic and as neil said make sure you follow them and I just love the fact you're linking your your love of travel, your love of that talk, communication, being out there with people and just looking out for people. But again, in this very informal, safe environment. So, I mean, hat, hats off to you. Like, what a man. I hope everybody who's listening to this is like, how how can we support this? How can we do something in our own community that's similar? And I really hope that, people pay attention to this because this is an ingenious concept and I absolutely I absolutely love it so Gaz how how do people get involved how are you getting how are you finding these individuals and how can they how can they get involved what's the process um so I'm I'm kind of taking it in my stride really Uh, kind of taking it quite slowly Uh, kind of uh you know, I kind of felt like one of the one of the, the toughest parts with, with my previous venture in, in Get the Buzz Lift was the speed of what it grew at and uh, kind of a lot of the stresses that came with that as well. Um, you know, not only growing a business, but kind of running, a, a, I guess, like a, you know, even though it was registered as a, a community interest company, it had a charitable side to it with donations. So 
managing expectations with that. So, you know, I think to start with, it's just a case of being there and letting people know that you have training dates available. And if they want to jump on board, they can, um, you know, they're, they're free. My time is free um, in the hope then that I'll kind of, um, you know, be able to make money through selling coffee at pitches or doing a few festivals. And, you know, if, if I train one person, this summer great that's one person that's had an avenue and kind of as as things grow then hopefully i'll be able to you know not only you know maybe call it second chance coffee and and have a caravan but maybe a space and yeah, uh, yeah you know the, the the dream vision would be to have a uh, a space where i could have a pigeonhole of 50 odd um, letter boxes where you know if someone maybe needed a second chance they were maybe homeless and it's a case of well you know look we'll you know, if you need a second chance and you're homeless and, you know, how are you going to get a job because you haven't got a bank account? And how are you going to get a bank account because you haven't got an address and kind of have a, a similar community vibe there where, you know, maybe every Wednesday we have someone from the bank come in and talk about opening accounts and how you do it. And every Friday could be a um, like almost like an open mic night where people could come in and could talk about their experiences of maybe being homelessness and some of the steps that they took and moving on. And so, you know, kind of, um yeah kind of rebuilding i guess a similar concept to what i have but just targeted a, a bit more specifically to uh yeah i guess a different demograph and also be able to work at maybe a pace that i'm a bit more comfortable at you know, I think, uh, you know can i me. just can i just say i just have to reiterate and not being rude but gaz how old are you again oh 27 you're 27 so. years old okay, right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> i don't mean to be patronizing but um, wow, you like you. You seem like a wise soul, right? And a young body. And I am blown away by what you have achieved in your ten years because you you left school when you were you didn't yeah, go to uni, did you? Yeah, I left at eighteen. Yeah, so be, yeah, sort of coming up to ten years ago. Um, like you, you've achieved more than. In regards to like what you have given to the community, you have achieved more than so many people who have worked and lived for decades and decades. And I mean, if I was your parents, friends, part, and I would be so proud of you right now. I'm, you know, I just think what 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 achievements you have made is is just phenomenal so anyone listening out there who has a space who would like second chance coffee in this space you know where you need to come to okay in Cardiff and surrounding areas (laughs) he's ready right and there needs to be people out there who must be excited to support such a uh, an innovative and um, community spirited entrepreneur and and, and and uh, really kind of you that's uh yeah kind of sort of a bit taken back by that so that's yeah really kind and and guys look it's, it's the exact reason why i wanted to invite you on the show is is just to celebrate what you're doing like as half says it's such an incredible thing um such a, a wise head on young shoulders um you know you've you've done so much already um mm-hmm. and and now you've kind of you know taking that step and, and moved the, you know, well, the relatively big smoke in Cardiff. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just the, just the way you approach the various things that you want to want to achieve, you know, is whether that's, and, and I think, yeah, you know, just to add to Sass's kind of call out there in, in, you know, if there's anyone in schools that are uh, working with students that are, you know, struggling at 15, 16, 17, 18 years of old, whether that's in colleges or schools, you know, Gaz, you know, I, I know through our conversations would be, you know, love to come come and work with some of your students. Um, you know, there's sponsorship opportunities for people as well. You know, if, if someone wanted to sponsor, you know, three people to put go and put them through the training with Gaz, you know, that that's a great opportunity as well. So um, as Sass has said, if there's a space, you know, or, or whatever, just, you know, reach out. We'll put all of Gaz's information um, in, in the podcast notes um, where you can find him, email address, I guess, um, et cetera. Uh, just because, you know, if, if we can help in any way by, you know, people listening to the podcast and, and celebrating you guys, then you, des- you know, you truly deserve it because you're doing so much to help everyone else. So, 
Um, mm. Yeah, just super chuffed you could share that story with us and, and thank you. Um, where do you, I mean, so where do you, obviously you've given us an idea of where you are now, where you hope to be in the future. Like how can people support you at the moment? Is it a case of just having a look on your Instagram page and just finding out where you are to drop in, grab a coffee, um, hire you for events? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I think that's you know probably been one of the hardest things, uh, I guess, to uh, like roll with. I guess I've obviously come from a, a, a what is you know a, a business venture. I guess with get the buzzer lift that was uh, incredibly large on like a really large scale with like merchandise. It was you know going out the door hourly. Um, you know it was a really busy coffee shop to maybe being a bit slower at the moment and kind of you know remembering that you know nothing automatically overnight just becomes really busy and really sort of successful so for for me at the moment it's a case of like the best way to support is just you know maybe tell a mate or something what's going on and be like oh you should you should check out that caravan guys trying to do something different or you know kind of just you know tiny seeds grow grow big trees and kind of be like oh look if you know of a gig yeah just pop that or hit him up on instagram if you want to just go hang out and do some training and and that kind of stuff you know so it's uh it's really low key like i think that's just what we're trying to tell people is i think sometimes people think you know oh, i can't support that because i haven't got a spare 10 pound in my pocket or i can't support that because i don't know of any festivals and it's like support it in every way you want you know what i mean if you uh yeah just listen to this and then tell your partner tell your tell your mother and you're like oh yeah did that. that was cool and yeah it's just Slow and steady, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, still fairly young. Like the, I can't really imagine ever retiring. Do you know what I mean? I think you've just, I'm pretty fortunate that you know I like spending my time mooching around and quite like working quite hard for a period in time, and then also like having a really quiet period in time. So I kind of, um, you know, even if I get to sort of sixty or seventy, I'm sure I'll still be sort of doing two three days of work here and there, cruising around and just trying to trying to do stuff. So yeah, from uh, like from my perspective, the the race is long kind of thing you know so um it's a great it's a great viewpoint to have like i just wish i'd yeah. learned that a little bit earlier in my life that's all i know but, right yeah but what once again doing? Yeah. what have we been doing oh. i think it's quite easy though for me to uh talk like that do you know what i mean like i said to you know i'm not the i haven't been born and become very chilled out by an adventure or i haven't born and been very good at practicing wellness you know i've had to go through periods of time where i've really stressed out about stuff do you know what i mean mm. and like work for me has uh, you know uh, been a big stressor you know i found it really difficult running something that uh was very personal like you know everyone kind of mm. you know, knew that i'd wanted to spark a conversation about mental health that you know gone through kind of difficult experiences myself and, and wanted to do something about that you know and that was that was something that i found quite difficult and quite tough and yes yeah, the same as uh you know yeah being able to be calm about stuff, I'm pretty calm about stuff because I've definitely been really not calm about stuff and I've had to learn that about myself and kind of do that. So uh, I think that's always important to like check check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of thing and be like, oh yeah, something like you, you have to go through stressful situations in life to be like, okay, cool. I came out the other side. Don't want to do that again. Yeah. I'm going to do it differently. Yeah, as you said, I think you said at the start, guys, every expert was once an amateur. I love that. Like, it's absolutely true in so many ways, in so many various aspects of, of life, you know. It's, yeah, it's such a okay. such a great quote. I, I couldn't make a cup of coffee a couple of years ago. And then before I knew it, then everyone was like, oh, my God, this coffee shop's the best in town. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I didn't know how to make coffee a little while ago. But <laughs> and then I just got stuck in and now I'm here. And uh, it's the same as, like, caravan restoration like i'd never restored a caravan before but get stuck into it give it a go and you know a bit more sort of you know than you did the day before by just learning and having a go you know having you know a go I mean? taking a chance taking I love a it. chance don't be afraid to fail yeah amazing and to be fair guys your uh, nest cafe one scoop coffee is pretty good so you know yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, hot. hot and it's coffee it's, uh, <laughs> no not at all amazing coffee as i mentioned earlier uh so we're, we're on to the kind of last section really guys in where we yes. ask our guests that are three questions so the first yeah. question is uh are you healthy uh 80 percent of the time <laughs> nice. i try and live life by an 80 20 rule so uh Try and be 
80% something in a positive, 20% in a negative. So whatever I do with like work, life, all of that, if I'm enjoying it 80%, it's pretty good. So uh, if I said to you I was 100% healthy, like that would like that would be a lie. Like I've been flying around on a motorbike today and had a fag for, for lunch. Um, so <laughs> not healthy, do you know what I mean? Whereas, um, you know, I don't really smoke either. So um, yeah, so about 80%, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm pretty good, you know, kind of wake up in the morning, try and practice being grateful for stuff and yeah. Nice. nice. Um, second one then, are you comfortable? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable uh, 100% of the time, whether I'm comfortable, being comfortable or uncomfortable. I find I quite enjoy being uncomfortable in situation when I'm someone who like thrives under a bit of pressure and stresses me out of touch but coming out the other side of that I really enjoy so um yeah I'm, I'm comfortable I think where I am now compared to six months ago maybe kind of in the uh the process of wanting to go on my own and do that like yeah I'm uh, crazy comfortable now totally. yeah. awesome great and then the third and final question uh are you happy yeah 80 percent of the time yeah, I think so. I think I'd uh, I'd be a liar sitting on a, a podcast interview for an hour and a half and say at the end to say I'm 100% happy because I don't think anyone is ever 100% happy. Like, uh, you know, certainly have moments to be unhappy, whether I'm uh, critiquing like myself for my work or I'm unhappy with situations I'm in. Yeah, but majority of the time, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy and pretty in control of that as well, which is which is pretty nice. Yeah, nice. Perfect. And then finally, uh, and I haven't forgotten this week because I did last week. Uh, what are your three rules for achieving well-being? Cool. Uh, so my um, three rules. Uh, the first one is, I guess, the race is long and to be patient. Mm. Uh, that's something I always try and tell myself is to be patient. Uh, nothing, nothing happens overnight. Um, my... I don't really really have two because I, I kind of use this as like my biggest one but uh it's to just like to be naked in sense of being vulnerable um so it's kind of the best bit of advice I've ever been given and try and live by um so if you don't know something be honest say you don't know um and yeah like almost expose yourself to people and just you know if you're feeling vulnerable let someone know if you're um yeah in a situation where yeah you, you, you just just be naked because as soon as you're naked that's it isn't it it's just all the awkwardness is gone you've got nothing like <laughs> people always joke don't they? they're like oh that'd be the worst thing in the world would be if someone clicked their fingers or you know and then you lost all your clothes and you're naked in a room in front of all your friends and family and it's kind of like that happens there's no no worse place to be is it you know what i mean there's, there's no way down so it's like right and just get comfortable being at the bottom and yeah amazing yeah. love it Brilliant. So, yeah, wow. That's my that's my two. Yeah. Um, yeah, be naked, be vulnerable. I guess I could maybe count as you know two two in within your three, I suppose. Yeah, maybe it's a it's a title of a it's a title of a book actually that I read a couple of years back. Um can't remember the author, but if anyone listening wants to wants to have a read, yeah, sort of getting naked. Uh, a Kiwi friend of mine lent it to me and uh, yeah, I think I read it in about a day and a half. But um yeah, it was it was interesting it was kind of comparing two um two different sort of marketing firms and one firm was very by the book where the other firm wasn't and they walked in without a notepad or or a pencil but would kind of say you know just listen to what the customers wanted be open with them not dictate on what the norms were and just really you know take that in you know so um i try and try and live by it really you know don't don't go in there and think that just because that's how it's always been done is how it should be done just go in and listen and don't kind of follow the norms of wearing clothes i guess and just do what you want to do i love it i love this it's it's awesome um wow i think is all we can say gaz you have been an absolute delight of a guest on this show you have um provided us with an an inspiring and uplifting motivating um wonderful story and i really feel like you've 
you're only at the start of this incredible journey and you're really embracing the journey, right? It's not about the destination. It's about this journey. And I think the concept of a journey with you is so strong because you love that idea of travel and I, re- I can really, really feel that. So um, I'm excited to visit Second Chance Caravan the next time that I possibly can get you to maybe an event if we get to if we are going to run events um would love to work alongside you and just hear more of where it where it goes where you take it um so from from me thank you so much for your time this evening um it's been most enjoyable oh no he's frozen oh he's back he's oh back in the room Back, he's back, he's back. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate having the uh, having the chance, I guess, to to hang out and talk. Uh, it's been a, been a really weird uh, six months, I guess. Really, we obviously, you know, from leaving one venture, I kind of haven't really been able to speak too much about a new venture. I kept it very quiet for a long period of time, and uh, obviously, not being uh, in in the limelight of a busier organization, obviously, don't don't chat as much because not many, not as many people are exposed to the work you're doing so yeah it's cool to actually spend down and just or spend an hour just chewing the fat and yeah talking about it yeah great man and yeah you know obviously thanks ever so much and uh yeah you, you've been a delight to have on the show thank you ever so much no appreciate it cheers for having us Right. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who has uh, listened to this wonderful episode of Healthy, Comfortable, Happy. All the notes, all the details, charity information, um, how you can follow Gaz and his wonderful Second Chance Caravan um, will be put on the notes. So um, it's thank you from me. And from me. And uh, we hope to see you on the next podcast. Thank you and bye bye.